Hello everybody and welcome to Brunvagoon, you will not get there on a road bike. I know today my voice seems like a bit quieter than usual because I'm working from a press room from the BCA event. Really interesting, meeting a lot of super nice people and still need to, uh, let's say, uh, get my duties under control. And the duty of today is going live with this awesome episode that is gonna be with somebody that is really pretty inspiring in the cycling world. But let's go with order as usual. First of all, by saying thanks a lot, Komoot, for supporting this episode as well as the full season. And remember that you can get your extra free region just by going on komoot.com slash G, like Greenland, and write the code BROOM. And in this way, you're gonna get a super nice feature like turn-by-turn navigation and offline mapping and everything like that. And you're gonna enjoy the best mapping experience around. Second thing that I want to tell you is that still there is the music here of Shasha Z and the support from Ukraine and for people that have been bombed is still there and this music will continue until this war, aka this madness, is not gonna stop, hopefully soon. And the last thing that I want to say is that support from this podcast goes to BK Gies, the charity in Berlin that teaches women refugees to learn how to go on a bike. Down here in the description below is the link where you can also drop your coins. Before introducing everything, remember that you can share this podcast or listen to it or review or rate the podcast everywhere in the internet. Spotify, it's something, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, that is my host, everything around. And please do it and remember that by sharing this, you're going to help me and support me to make everything being scalable on a larger, broader audience. And that's super amazing. Okay, I said the last thing a couple of times already, so probably that's the really last, last, last time. Another support that you can give me down in the description below, there is the coffee link where you can drop some coins and keep this podcast independent. But let's jump on the episode of today, shall we? Today I'm going to talk with Faranak Partoazar, Iranian cyclist, pioneering women's in mountain bike for Iran. Super exciting and she's part of the project with Ariane Luti and Claudio Caluori. We talked about that. Pump for Peace team. It was a great shot, pretty inspiring, just a few days before Faranak next race. Listen to that, I will talk to you at the end. Perfect. Today we're gonna probably tell and probably tell the second part of a story that we started more or less one month ago with Ariane Luti. Hopefully this time I pronounce her name correct, because I'm super happy and super honored to have here in the episode today a second part of the Pump for Peace team, that is Faranak. And I'm not going to say your surname, Faranak, because I know that I'm going to make a mistake. But Faranak is correct, isn't it? Yes, it is correct. Uh, hello to everyone and also to you, Stefana, and I'm really glad and honored to be in this podcast and I can share my story and the things that I've done so far. No, that's super great. Actually, yeah, because after the conversation that I got with Ariane, I said, okay, probably having almost everybody on the team, having being guests in the podcast, we can really tell a story that is not so common, right? So uh, a team of three components together, plus somebody on top that is Claudio, the organizer, that are really trying to make cycling visible, accessible, and uh, yeah, 
uh, for sure open and inclusive as much as possible. So that's why actually we got in contact and I said, okay, probably that's a good story from where we start. Probably the best part of the story that we can start with is a bit of an intro about you, Faranak. Uh, I'm 34 uh, and I live in Iran, in the south of Iran, uh, Shiraz, which is a really historical city as well. And uh, I studied master in civil engineering and I was supposed to be an engineer and following the path which uh, like many of my friends, my family and relatives were following. And suddenly I got to become a cyclist and a pioneer in cycling in Iran. That's great. So basically, you talked about your family and you talked about the fact that the two studied engineering, right? But when you right. said your family, it means how many are you in your family? I have a three. Uh, I have two sisters and one brother. Perfect. So in total, you are four siblings. And how many of you are engineers? And how many of you are cyclists? Um, my brother is engineer. I am the only cyclist. My sister do it as a hobby. Okay. Uh, after I started it, as a really like uh, to be in cycling and start to do it for several several years. And my other sister, which is my twin sister, she's oh, wow. more a fan. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> okay. So while you are cycling and while you are in uh, a race where there is TV coverage or whatever, everybody's in front of the TV cheering at you. Okay. That's awesome. I would do the same, I think. I'm pretty sure. I would do the same. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, perfect. It's super, super interesting. But so, yeah, you said that you are 34, you are from Iran, but how bicycle jumped into your life? When everything, when the story between Faranak and the bicycle started? Uh, I, I'm, I'm not, uh, my family wasn't uh, in sport at all. And also sport is, uh, until just a few years ago, also still now, Sport is not considered as a really a profession in mm -hmm. Iran, because, uh, unless it's like football or some certain other uh, sports. But not cycling because you cannot earn. There are not much races, and before it was even worse. And then, so uh, I was never thinking about sport to do it really. And it was all about hobby, being following to be fit and having more health and like this. And I don't know how really started because I think there was a small pieces like seeing on uh, just television from other countries or seeing randomly some guys passing on the street by bicycle. They attract me because it was a different way. You didn't need to walk and you were not also in a car. You were exploring by, by yourself the world around you this was something really like different for me and actually the idea of why i, I started to attract to cycling was because i wanted to explore the world and i wanted to know the other cultures better i wanted to know how the other world thinking how people they think how they really communicate and this was really something attractive to me to think better bigger and become a better person this way oh wow no that's uh, that's super amazing so you just at a certain point of your life you just found out something like uh, got yes you got a bicycle into your life and then you started cycling and then at a certain point you discovered that you are really good at it i mean you are really good at it because if i go into your instagram account maybe there's not listed over there but you were asian medalist national champion for seven years 
you have you have done something really good in uh, cross country mountain bike. I mean, you're kind of a personality out there. Thank you for this compliment. Uh, I I think so. But uh, I would say uh, before cycling, I was starting. I was I was doing many other indoor sports a lot, and I was famous for being not a determined uh, person, never staying in a sport anyway. I was just quitting so fast and. When I started cycling, like my family, they would say, okay, after one year, she will forget about it as well. But uh, with cycling, I was getting the satisfaction totally in a different way. And it was just making me so happy. I would never, ever discover it and experience it before in my life. And so also the obstacles that many wanted to stop me, it was making me more attracted. But why? What's wrong with it? Because the society wasn't also good to see a woman on a bike. And it was really awkward and strange. So this way attracted me and make me, made me determined more. Mm-hmm. And I think if I, if I can say like this achievement, I would say the main reason was because I was passionately doing cycling. And I think... Just the progress is not being the talent for me, I think, is how much you love and how much passion you have toward something and how you do it. So for me, it was like this. This is my experience. I don't know if everyone can like have the same opinion or agree with that. No, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So basically, it was more something like also seeing yourself in a different situation than the society was looking for you and your passion into bikes that got you really feel determined on getting a spot into the yeah into cycling i think uh, you know when when you someone tell you to stop doing something you start the, to think more why you want it mm-hmm. and you think deeper and you ha- you find a reason so because i think this helped me because everyone wants to stop me all the judgment and everything was making me to think why i want it and so I found a bigger reason why I want to do this. And because I didn't see anything bad in cycling, I didn't want to stop it. And I was thinking that maybe at that time I was thinking that would be impossible, but maybe one day people change their mindset. Uh, at that time, I never imagined that it can be happen. But uh, like a few days, a few years afterward, I see at least in my neighborhood how many people looking about a woman on a bike? And that's really something interesting for me that if you can change some, some like especially old people, which they have a certain yeah. attitude towards something, if you can change their mentality in few years, you have so many power to do many things. Absolutely. It gives you a lot of motivation on keep on your mission. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it makes, uh, it makes a lot of sense. Let's start from here then. How difficult was for a woman really kicking off the not only the cycling passion, but really getting into the cycling career? So how difficult was for you with the yeah with the culture where we are all living in? But I think in Iran it's even more it's even different. How was it? Uh, first of all, uh, I did I, unless you didn't want to start cycling and you didn't want to certainly like uh, connect and link to to the federation. You would not. You would never understand that there are some races happening. That there are races also out of Iran, and there are, you can compete, you can improve. And I never saw a woman on a bike 
on a street, you know, that would happen barely, something really that you could, you could see it. So I, I never thought that there are races. And just really by chance, when I was just riding on a street for myself in a dream that I can be enough fit to explore the world by myself, one day, just uh, I saw the group of guys, which they were many times they ride and we would see them. And one of them, he was from like the sports state, and they told me that there is a race for women. And so I started, and by that time, I understand that there are races happening. Otherwise, I had minimum idea about having a race. And uh, then slowly, slowly, I discovered that uh, there are races in Asia, in China, Asia. There are races in the world, so you can have higher and bigger goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it uh, it makes sense. So basically, representation was completely missing. But were you aware that... So in your mind, at that time, when you were riding by yourself in the street and everything, there was in mind the idea that, okay, is cycling can be a profession for both women and men? Or for you, cycling was, at the beginning at least, only a way for a recreational thing, a hobby? No, it was only a, a way so I can uh, just a hobby like to... Just a dream, like the feeling to just uh, explore the world. And the way that I was feeling the freedom when I was on a bike and the happiness I, I had I had on it, it was just make me so happy. But later, the first small, small race, local race I was racing, then I discovered that I'm enjoying the competition in this sport. Like in other sports, I wasn't, I wasn't getting motivated to really compete and mm. with others. But in this one, there was something that motivates me to push to compete because there was more a race between me and myself. And this was maybe something that I started to learn. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes, uh, it makes a lot of sense. I'm basically the same. I don't know if it's actually my nature or it's just because... I don't know, I didn't still, I didn't find my sport, but I can completely feel the thing. All the time that I get into a competition, for me, I don't know, something in my brain doesn't work. I don't know, for me, com being competitive is something that is not, in, but I'm the same in this, I'm the same. So in sport, I'm the same in career, I'm the same in everything. So I think that mine is an attitude. And I really, really, I don't know, I really admire people that on the other side, they think about, they have competition a bit more higher in their priority. Because for me, it's something like, I don't know, it's something like being colorblind for me. You know, I say when you're <laughs> colorblind and you see other people, yeah, that's pink. Oh, yeah, that's blue. Oh, yeah, that's red. And you're then you say, really? For me, it's all the same. For me, it's the same thing with competition. So I really appreciate that this could be a process that can change. Anyways, I feel really, really good in my non-competitive um, attitude. So uh, it's it's not something that I'm really missing. So, so yeah, it's good. good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, actually then... Um, then you got then the first contact with races and stuff. But I would say from my eyes, checking your palmares and everything, I would say that you are a pro cyclist now. But would you consider at the moment in terms of, uh, I would say, making out your earning and living out of it? So earning money, having sponsorship, competing to races and everything related to that. Would you really consider at the moment yourself as a pro cyclist and uh, cycling as being your career at the moment? Or you still need to do something else or try to arrange other stuff in order to really survive with the cycling as an activity? Uh, uh, what, I, uh, what, I can, uh, what I should explain is that uh, because uh, what I'm doing is I'm a pioneer. I'm the first like woman who gets many of the achievement and 
uh, did many of the things for first time in Iran. So it makes the path a bit harder than others. So uh, from one point, I need to do it full time, like my career, in order to achieve and to just make the path to go forward. But at the same time, uh, it's not really possible to earn from it. It's not really a career that you have a really good support and you can be well supported. But this year was the good thing that I got a support from the Pump for Peace team. This really a big motivation for me. And I'm really like about this. I'm really keen for this season. Perfect. Let's talk about that then quickly, or even not quickly, we have time. Um, how actually your contact and uh, let's say the building up, the making this team, the Pump for Peace that I was saying was an idea of Claudio Caluori and uh, Ariane Luthi, actually themselves putting together the project and, in, and actually involving you as well, into Melo as well. How change your way of cycling i mean before it was more as i understood a bit more of a struggle something like uh going from uh, even just going to races was a bit more complicated because of the federation this and that but how really the constitution of this team will change your season and in general your uh cycling season and cycling days okay i cannot predict the future but uh, I want to say that uh, there are many small things that can uh, put pressure and also make the mental, uh, like to be my, mentally tired, uh, which happened to me many times because I was traveling alone. I, need to, or, I needed to organize everything by myself uh, in the races. Also, we have some really, uh, really strange uh, problems from being from Iran, which makes my racing much harder than others like visa and also regarding the international accounting like the banking system which we don't we are not connected so it's not really possible that to do many things easier like to book and uh, buy many things like what many uh, what many does do uh, but i want to say that this makes uh, really mentally many times makes me uh, tired and feeling that I had already raced till now to come to this start line. I needed to do many things. I needed to work on many things and put so much effort to make it happen just to travel for this race that when I was coming at the start line, I was like, I'm deadly tired. I really, maybe physically I was fresh. I was recovered, but mentally I was just having enough and I wanted the rest for my mind. And uh, this happened like many, many times, which affect on my performance as well. And I think this, that you have also some people like who are, who, who are pro and who were also pro like Claudio and like Ariana, who is, who she's also pro now. And she has the racing on a really high level. This is really good support that they can help me like with the races, how I can be on the correct way going to a race not all the time about the trainings, but I mean, many things it's about how you try, how you prepare yourself for a, tra for a race mentally, to be motivated and right, focused. And this is something that I think it will, even if it doesn't happen in one season so fast, it will have a really big effect on my uh, future career. Yeah, it makes sense because there is also the experience of being part in a different, with a different stress in different 
races exactly. usually and uh, yeah this would actually for sure for sure help because as you were mentioning it was really difficult for you of taking part to other races you took part already in some races really important ones like i don't know cape epic was there and also we we're talking about the asian championships and everything like that but you had to organize at that point everything by yourself right there was nobody helping you in that it was really for you from looking where to staying how to participate collecting the points if it's needed and all these things were usually one person one woman activity your activity your activities yeah uh for asian championships which is like from the national from the country from the nation so i was uh, going from the national team but beside that, for every other races out of Iran, I was doing it everything. Like I was my mechanic, I was my coach. Oosh. Like I was the team manager, I was my physio, everything, the cook, everything. So this was a bit of adventure to learn many things, but uh, it was less helpful for my cycling career. Like to, many, many times I was feeling like, low when i was wanted to just start because i was really tired <laughs> no yeah uh, i can completely i can completely understand being in a situation like that it's already super difficult right there are many people for example that are taking part to races is super famous for example the parts that exactly especially in mountain bike people that are really independent and they need to arrange all their things in order to be at the races that's already the thing but i think that actually also being um by yourself as a woman as well that's something and as well with not so many sponsors and stuff or not with a little team or at least a little federation behind you helping with that it's being a privateer but a bit more steroids i mean with even more difficulties yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, i think it affects on my personality like maybe i'm not a good cyclist yet in a world level but uh like i'm not close even to that but from the personality, I learned so many things, like, and I have so many experiences, and I'm I'm grateful about that because these are the things that I would never ever learn them. There were many of them; they were so painful, they were so hurting me at at those times. But uh, I would never learn and be have this vision about my life, about cycling, uh, if I wouldn't experience those things through these years and these travels yeah this was actually an episode that also Ariane in, uh, mentioned in during our interview because she was saying ah yeah because you check on social media you see Ariane Luthi that yeah took part in all these races is a pro for so many years and the uh, Swiss national champions also we can say that forever uh, stuff like this and you think okay that's a super successful woman she's super strong she can but also she told me also in the first interview about everything but especially now in the last interview I was used as well to move by myself from one country to the other don't find because didn't have money to find a place where to sleep sleeping in church in a church or sleeping in it so there is a lot that can be thought told sorry to to the people in general that yeah being a professional in mountain bike even a successful one in general is not really the easiest if you have of course a huge sponsor backupping you i don't know one of these sugary uh, drinks or one of these other uh, fuel companies or stuff that backups you well why not but otherwise even if you are good in cycling you need to get a pro in organization not only in the pedal strokes yeah. <laughs> exactly but like uh, i would say like uh Ariana, she has a so special personality and she is so inspiring. 
I am I admire really her how she has the, the attitude and this proves me that she what she did was correct and I can follow that. Yeah, no, that's perfect. How did you meet, by the way? How was the episode? How did you meet? I uh, I knew her already, of course. Uh, that's not a surprise. Uh, but uh, first time, first of our time, it was in Swiss Epic uh, last year when I was racing uh, in a team with Claudio for peace, uh, donating money, just gathering, collecting money for uh, building a pump track in Iran. And I met her. She was winning all the stages with her teammate. And she was so cool and generous in just sharing her experience and how she was caring. Uh, this was the first time we met. And then we started to communicate. So it went forward and until that we became like a teammate. Yes. And now we are planning to do something together. Jan was telling me that probably you're going to take part anytime soon to some races together, right? Exactly. It will, we will team up uh, being, uh, to, uh, for a race. I don't know if uh, we can tell us or uh, it should be a surprise or no. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> I can tell. Yeah, but it's a, obviously it would be a stage race. I would suffer a lot and she will chill. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I don't know. I don't know. She actually <laughs> talked about you like a super strong cyclist, apart from a super... Okay. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think I can believe her. I think that all of us can believe her. So it's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. perfect so actually then yes the the team is gonna actually really build up then and then you're gonna really work together together race together as uh, yeah on the same team flag yeah it is yeah. and i'm really happy because uh this uh the message that we want we are trying this is something that i really care about as well because i know what i was going to i was struggling with to come to this sport how it was for me and i think many need uh, to know that and they it will help and motivate many others to follow their dreams not even cycling like just in life to follow what they care and find what they love you know mm -hmm. yeah let's talk a second about that so you were saying you were mentioning already a couple of times about moments that were really difficult or something like situation that were really complex to overcome and then arriving to the start line and saying already I'm already tired and I have still, I, I didn't start racing yet, but there were ever any kind of moment in your career when you would say, okay, probably it's enough. Now I'm going to actually maybe pursue my engineering career or I'm going to start doing something else, have a farm or whatever. And cycling, it's really enough because I tried, I tried hard, but this life makes me cycling really complicated. If I say no, I would be lying okay you know okay because obviously because as i said uh i was trying to make a path there were many 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 times which was i was coming to like a dead end you know i was coming to a point which was no like a wall nothing and i didn't know how to go through this like to solve it i had really no zero idea how i can solve like an issue and a problem which was like saying a no because there were many problems, like not only uh, it would be cultural, like social, political, you know, many things that makes it hard. Uh, but there were all these times, the only thing that were helping, making me to go and not just give up. He was thinking that I have tried uh, when I started and I changed the mindset and thinking of some people and it changed. I made a medal in Asian Championship that they never thought in women cycling will happen in Iran. 
And maybe this is also possible if I try still and if I try again, that it will happen, something will change. And it has changed sometimes really strangely. Like, I believe that if you are consistent enough about what you love and what you dream about, I I don't say that for sure you might get it, but you will receive something really really good things that you will never regret about it yeah i really believe about it no yeah that's uh, that's really true that's because yeah as you were saying probably you got a lot of lows in uh, in this path into getting into uh, pro cycling and yeah yeah a lot of the things that you had to do but also you got really a lot of success as well you were mentioning before the um, the medal in the asian championship that's something that you don't see every day right yeah yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah, no, no, no. I can uh, I can completely see. So yeah, probably this success makes you really continue looking for something new and some new challenges. So absolutely, this is also hard, you know, because sometimes you say, okay, stop being so ambitious, stop being have some peace. But you know, <laughs> it's not when you when you see you you might be able to do something. I don't want to regret my whole life that I didn't I didn't try for something. I want to know that if even if I tried and it wasn't possible then I would not regret that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Then let's talk about that quickly again. What's the plan for this year then? So now some the bit of the things changed, right? Now it's a bit let's say it's going to be a different way of doing things before you were a one person uh raising machine now you are part of a team so probably some stuff are going to be a bit easier but then how did you plan this year or probably how did you plan because also talking with Ariane she said okay that's not something that we want to do for one year and then forget about that and do something else it's something that we want to create a path right it's going to be a journey a long term journey how did you plan this time I think uh, from two points, I have uh, like two different goals, like in a, in a, from getting a result. Mm. Obviously, uh, in 2022, we have the most important continental event in Asia, which is Asian Games. And it counts really, really a lot for every country in Asia. So this is really my top goal as a cyclist to be able to uh, get a podium and uh, stand on a podium and get, and get a medal there. Okay, just and sorry if I interrupt you. It's uh, the Asian yeah. Games are kind of the Olympic Games, but just for Asia, right? All sports. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So it's an Olympic, it's a continental Olympics, and it happens also every four years. So okay. this is exactly the Olympic format, but for continental country, uh, like country. That's awesome. I think that they were planning to do it also for Europe. I don't know what happened there. And if it's you, happen. Yeah, in Europe, they, they started it already, I think. Two, three. Uh, it happens two times already. I think. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Super good. Yeah, but in Asia, it's a really like a, with a lot of history behind. So it's a really long uh, behind it, like the Olympics. So it counts a lot, and it's important also for our country. And we never had a medal in uh, women category in um, cycling in this uh, sport. So that would be really something big for the country. And also, it would like motivate and just show to every woman in Iran how it would be. So this is one of my big goals for that. Of course, we set different other goals uh, through the season on other races to get the points and perform well. 
But my top goal is that like I want to learn as much as I can from Claudio, from Tumelo, from Ariana, because I think it needs a, it's a process. I cannot change everything suddenly in one night, or at least I cannot do it. Maybe others can change it. Like mm-hmm. my career, I, it will not change suddenly, drastically from last year to this year. Uh, I think this this is really being talking so too much exciting about something and it's not real. I want to improve. For sure, this is my goal, to improve and uh, start to progress. And I know that I can do it by the help of Claudio and uh, Ariana and also Tumelo. Mm-hmm. So, and I'll definitely also from that, I would love to see other women as well, like and bike. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Let's talk about that as well. So we talked a lot about your uh, pro career, your competition side and everything related to that. But I think that a big part of your mission, and that's what you are saying since the beginning of this talk, is to be a pioneer and to build up the path for other women to join cycling. How are you doing that? I mean, what's your, uh, what are your activities in order to be a bit more visible? Because it's representation, right? If you don't see other people like you doing something, you cannot imagine that you can have a career or everything on that. You were saying the same, right? When you started riding the bike, you didn't see any woman out there riding the bike. So you want to be that woman at the moment and get and being the inspiration for uh, your, let's say young adults or girls or whatever to do the same in order to uh, make whatever is their dream cycling or whatever but having some representation there what's your activities to do that exactly you you explained really perfectly that uh to show and represent it it's the first thing that will attract because also in other sports in iran i have seen that when the 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 athletes get a good result when they are showing up with the achievement people just get attracted to that sport more and they started to do it because they see that there are examples out there that shows it's possible so, and also it brings some more power with it, you know. Uh, when I get, uh, since I get uh, the achievement, I started to get medal in Asian Championship and also in international level. So the view and the vision of the, also the politic, politician, also at least in my city, were changed. They were not stopping women. So this is also bringing more power when you can show that it can be a good thing, you know. So this is something that I know the more I get successful, the more I can achieve, I can inspire. But at the same time, it can be done through, which I have done it, uh, but because uh, many times I'm traveling, so it's sometimes really hard by having like a workshop for women to just uh, show them really the basic, basic level of cycling, how to do it, show them that how fun it is, which Every woman in Iran, they love it and they enjoy so much whenever they're on, on bike and learn the new techniques. So this is something that I enjoy seeing it because it brings me so much joy when I see how they learn and how they laugh and enjoy learning something, you know. So these are basically the things that I do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um Oh, because anyways, you achieved already something, don't you? Uh, We said it already three, four times. So basically, uh, you were national champion several times. You were medalist in the Asian Championship. But do you think that the situation a bit changed of of 
people seeing you in the podium in this racing or people seeing you out out there, even just seeing you out there training? Do you think that actually politically, if you can tell me, and actually also socially, the thing changed? Do you see more women on bike and do you see more visibility for you? Absolutely, absolutely. Because uh, obviously, like, for example, I have I have heard, uh, seen many times that uh, some mothers, they were passing and they were stopping me and they were asking me, you like because they see me as a woman riding so they they ask for their girls like how we can uh, have them in the in the cycling you know sometimes they don't because sometimes they don't feel really good to when they see only boys they think okay this is just the sport for men and we cannot find it like a place when girls also can learn from some uh, women coach or something like that so this absolutely helped a lot like people on the and also it's also from this side that I have seen through the years, like maybe the first year I was started cycling, people that were looking at me so strange because a woman was on a bike. It was really something, really something strange and not common. But now it's becoming so normal that I, I go by bike wherever I want, but at that time it was not possible. Maybe just few straight, three streets beside our home. It was a bit, I would say it was safe. Beside that, I didn't dare to do that. Now it's a bit more common then, even just commuting with a bike. Of course, it's it's becoming even uh, good. The good thing is also that, uh, like, because it's becoming the more women on cycling and also they show it on the TV because anyway, we are getting the achievements. So they're showing on TV. It's, it's, it's being shown more that uh, cycling is existing as one of the other sports that uh, women are getting medals. So it brings a lot of women and also last, since the last two years which covid hit every country and this pandemic and you know wait a second very so that's my covid jar sorry if i interrupt you but every time that we mention covid i need to do it so that's my covid jar after you <laughs> mentioned covid i don't find the swiss franc here but i usually drop a swiss franc in this covid jar just because it, we are coming out from a really tough time with the COVID, so but and so we don't like to talk about that so much. Fortunately, after yeah. all of us getting vaccinated, whatever the situation is getting better, but that's another story. So every time that actually everybody mentioned COVID and everything like that, I drop a coin there because we need to put stuff in a context. And then at the end, all the content of this COVID jar, last year was 500 francs, as I remember. This year are gonna go to this association in Berlin, called by Kigi that is actually teaching to women refugees in Berlin to ride a bike because you know it probably more than I do uh, a lot of women arrive to Europe without never have never ever seen a bike and so they don't for different reason they don't know how to ride a bike and stuff and actually as a statement this association like to likes to put women on a bike and i think it's a great support it's something really close to my heart i lived in berlin i know these people and uh yeah thanks for mentioning covid so a swiss franc can go to this association that was so nice cause like thing that you are doing i really love that you know that's absolutely <laughs> i support that i cannot put a coin there but yeah that's really nice to hear that <laughs> yeah, yeah i love it no, yeah, and for everybody there and from you, for everybody there, down in the description below, there is the link to my to the course and to, to buy Kigi. So whoever wants can really put a donation there. I think that there are nice people. It's nice to do it. Great. 
great, great. That's really nice. <laughs> so, so yeah, you were talking about a lot of people on the bike, especially last year in, in COVID times. Yeah, yeah. Because of this, uh, people they were trying to avoid the public transport because it was, it was not safe with the uh, COVID and also the transmission. So it was becoming more common. Also, Shiraz is a is a city that. Uh, most of the year, you, it's not, we are not going getting really cold winter, so we don't have also a long winter. Uh, almost, I can say that most of the year you can ride on a bike, uh, so this is really possible in uh, Shiraz, and it has it's been it, uh, progressing really nice comparing to many other cities. And also, like Tehran is as a capital, of course, it progressed so much in the last years. Sometimes I'm surprised that I can see so many cyclists together. Yeah, that's great. And actually, we were talking of records before, and actually you told me that you are at some friend's place uh, today when we are doing this interview. And actually behind you, I can see a lot, a couple of super nice mountain bikes there. And that's a great thing, right? <laughs> so people are really doing also as a sport. Yeah. Yeah, they're also like a pro. They're also part of the national team. Uh, so this is great. But I would say like maybe the level is not the same. Like the amateur being here is a bit lower than what you were expecting in other countries. The basics are maybe a bit different because we're in the start. But I think you you need to start from somewhere. Absolutely. And I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, another thing that I want to ask you, because I don't know how you're actually planning your training and where you're staying and everything, but how is riding mountain bike in particular, but bicycles in general in Iran? Is it good? Is it nice? Are there amazing trails that you can ride? Is challenging? How is it? Um, cycling is uh, becoming more popular. It's really like, like the mountain biking is in the start. So um, we don't have much trails. And mostly there are walking path of the hikers. We have a lot of mountains and many mountain range in Iran. Also, like in Shiraz, I live already in 1,600. Wow. So, and around me is all the time like full of mountains. So we have the infrastructure, <laughs> but we don't have the trail. So mostly because the number of cycling mountain bikers are not so much, uh, having the trails is also because the level of the skills are not so high. The trails for the bike specifically, they're simple and uh, they're not so technically demanding. But uh, in general, people, we ride on the walking path of the hikers. So I can say we have a lot of trails, which is mostly walking path. Okay, okay. But still something and still rideable and still cool to ride. Yeah, exactly. Mountain bike is, the good thing about mountain bike is that you can do whatever you want and you know you are not really you need to just put yourself just limited to a trail which is built which is perfectly with the machine you can be creative and do many things you want uh, yeah that's true and you need to be creative to train then as well right because you're training most of the time in iran <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but I don't, uh, about this i would say i try to be creative but uh, <laughs> i'm not so technically really good <laughs> okay okay let's say that i don't know i don't know i would actually take <laughs> your um, let's say i would take these words as a grain of salt because i know how people can be humble about their technical skills on the bike so i can imagine already you shredding around in the trail <laughs> okay <laughs> that's uh, thank you for that <laughs> no yeah that's very great uh, another thing that i wanted to ask you you mentioned at the beginning that you actually started cycling because you wanted to see the world to travel the world with a bike 
Have you ever done it? Or you, are you planning something like this, a bikepacking trip somewhere, uh, wherever? I, I, didn't, I didn't travel with my bike, but I traveled with my bike in the box. You know, it was a bit different. Uh, but I actually had this uh, plan to do a um, uh, ride uh, through the north of Iran, uh, like in five days, like in an adventure from one city to the other city. Uh, but it exactly uh, coincidence with the time that uh, the pandemic started. So uh, I couldn't do this. And then it never, like in the last two years, I couldn't make it happen because also the traveling was a bit harder because of the pandemic, like to stay. So in the last two years, I still put it on a hold. But definitely this is something that I like to do. Like this is right what I dream, like it's freedom and I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's super nice to listen to something like this and then listening actually to pro cyclists dreaming about something like this because as you were saying, cycling is really freedom and uh, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to go out with your bike and visiting places and adventuring places that you would not adventure. You could adventure in a different way by using the, the car or the train or whatever else. Exactly. No. That's, you're completely true. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, I would say that... It was super nice talking with you. Let me see if I have something else in my uh, in my notes. I think that we are more or less there. But yeah, when are you coming to Europe then for riding some bikes? Are you coming to any Swiss Epic or, uh, I don't know, race here in Switzerland soon? So probably I can also come over on the side of the street, out the road and actually on the side of the track and uh, yeah, cheering. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, that's your really good kindness. And I've been cheered with by the Swiss people whenever I come to Swiss that I love also always racing in Switzerland. This is really something that I enjoy because they were so openly just cheered for me and they were happy to see me. And I really love that. Uh, obvious, uh, of course, I will. we are planning to be in April in uh, Europe to start my racing. And also the first race, it would be with Ariana. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. But also, uh, definitely some races in Switzerland is in my plan. Like, we would train and uh, to race also in Switzerland. But uh, as I said, because the main goal is also the Asian Games, we will maybe change the, some uh, races based on the, that goal to be, the, be uh, prepared the best for that race. But definitely, I will not miss racing in Switzerland. <laughs> no, of course. When is going to be? When is going to be the, the Asian Games? It's in September. Okay, okay, of course. Uh, the, the first, the second week of September. And when is it, where is going to be? In China. Okay. Hangzhou, China. Okay. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So yeah, the weather is going to be good there. September in China is going to be for sure a lot of fun. You're going to be fully prepared for that. Of course. Thank you <laughs> <Yeah>. so much. <laughs> <laughs> perfect fine i don't know do you want to add something for example where people can find you i don't know social media or website or whatever so just to follow your adventure of this year yeah i think i don't know instagram uh it's by my name and i don't think it, it's really easy to write it uh, because pronunciation for my name in farsi it's maybe a bit looking strange to uh, for foreigners can you can you pronounce it for me so actually i know how to introduce you into the into the introduction i still need to record it's uh Faranek, it's and then my family name is parto oza okay perfect so actually yeah, if uh, people wants to follow you instagram is the best place then uh, thank you so much uh, and i'm really happy to be in this uh, podcast and i hope 
everyone else is enjoying as well. Yeah, I hope so. And I truly believe that anyways, you are going to be as you are already uh, with your, your all your activity or your racing or your competitions and stuff. You are going to be a great inspiration for all the people out there because yeah, outcoming this cultural barrier that can happen, it's really something that can uh, motivate people on pursuing their... Yes, their dreams and uh, everything like that, like you are doing. Working hard, of course, but with a lot of satisfaction coming out of it. Thank you so much. I appreciate your uh, kindness. Thank no you. Worries. It's really good. Thanks a lot, Dan, Faranak, and I will talk to you soon and probably meet you in person whenever you are here in Switzerland for riding. I'm not going to ride with you, though, because my skills are really bad. Uh, definitely. We will, uh, I would love to meet you. And I doubt you would be anyway good in uh, Technic. <laughs> Perfect. Have a great day and best of luck for the future. Thank you so much and I appreciate it. You too. Ciao. Bye. And thanks a lot, Faranak, for the amazing shot. Really, now I can't wait to follow your next results. But anyways, your next stories from your next races. Anyways, it's almost time for Cape Epic, isn't it? We will follow you also there. What else, people? Thanks a lot for have been listening till here. I hope that you got some inspiration. I did it, 100%. And I want to remember also another couple of things. The couple of things that I want to remember is still remember this music down here. This comes from Shasha Z, that label of music from Ukraine that put together a mixtape just to cheer up a bit people that are in the difficult situation in Ukraine of being bombed, so in shelters. Remember that just by listening to this one, you're giving some support. And anyways, all the other links are below together with another link. That is the link to Buy Key Geese, the charity that in Berlin is taking care about teaching women refugees to learn how to ride bikes. And you know that all the content, all the coins inside of the COVID jar will go there. But still feel free to drop any other virtual or some real coin in order to make our box a bit bigger and our bucket a bit more full for it another thing that you can support is this podcast the coffee link is down below another thing komut.com go there with the slash g like greenland and write the code broom and then you will get and unlock your extra region with everything that is coming all the amazing feature of komut that says if you're listening to some a bit of noise or a different sound than usual. You know that actually I'm here in the press room of the BCA uh, event and it's super nice and something really hot, like hot cakes. I mean, apple pie. Apple pie is my favorite. It's going to come as well pretty soon. And if you want, please remember to share, subscribe and whatever you want to do in all the hosts of podcasts or wherever you are listening to that. So Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. And remember to share this episode with one of your friends or many because I think they will like my voice. I will talk to you next time. <laughs>